Welcome to another episode of Movies That Make Us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy. And I'm Val. <laughs> and you'll have to excuse us if we sound like we've been standing in a smoky fire for the last week. Because if yeah. we have been, basically. I just went on a mile hike in the smoky fire with my dog. So that's Ooh. why I look fantastic. And maybe I'll start sounding all raspy and sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I keep hoping for that to happen to me, too. But it doesn't. Yeah, 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 and it's yep. not enough. I need more than just sounding raspy and sexy. Anyway, <laughs> Jake, you're always sexy. Maybe. Yeah. Not. Well, thank you. I I appreciate yeah. that. I swear I combed my hair today, but I did not put makeup on. So. Oh, you look great. Yeah, you look fine. You're a natural. Not fine. fine is bad. I realize that you look great. I look I was in a message. I'm fine. Somebody. I was in a chat group where somebody was asking, hey, can we do this time? I said, yeah, that time's fine for me. And they're like, well, is it just fine or is it good? Oh, wow. Way, you're getting a fine from me, all right? That's like, <laughs> fine doesn't mean bad. It just means, yeah, that'll work. Yeah, that's like when you send somebody a thumbs up on a text and they like start arguing with you. Yeah. Yeah, that's me flipping you off. Or no, I'm just sending you, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> all good. Yeah. Everybody needs to calm down. Uh -huh. I, know, I know we're all upset because we might all be on lockdown again. My birthday might be canceled. My wedding might be canceled. Like, I understand. <laughs> calm <laughs> down. And, and it is, it is that. Or your Diet Coke and calm mm -hmm. down. It does seem like there's that mixture of anxiety that things might shut down again, mixed with now I have to interact with people face-to-face -face again, too, and... All of that all makes You don't know what to do. And then with the smoke in the air that I'm breathing in, like all of it all just... All the smoke from California that's here. We had the worst air quality in the world yesterday. And it wasn't even close. It was <laughs> by like 50 whatever points it is that they measure. So we're a little grouchy this morning. We apologize. We are excited to talk about our topic. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're so excited. <laughs> Now you guys went and saw the Suicide Squad. I keep saying mm -hmm. Suicide Squad and realize I have to differentiate. Yeah. You read my review squad. right at the beginning. It says yep. it's the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yep. That's what makes it different. And it's directed by James Gunn. That's so. what makes it really different. Yes. Not Tim Gunn, by the way. Yes. Val, Val said at one point uh, at the screening that it was directed by Tim Gunn. And I'm like... That's a whole Listen, different movie. It's been a long week. I have not gotten a lot of sleep. I was on two hours sleep that night or the night before. And I know the difference between James Gunn and Tim Gunn. However, if they made a movie together, it'd be fabulous. Like I'm just oh, saying. That, the costumes on that movie? Woo! Yeah, the costume would be on point. And Tim Gunn has been doing some acting. Like he's been doing some voice work and some animated stuff. Yeah, he has. He also has had like some bit spots and some movies and stuff. So it's not like too far out of his wheelhouse. That's true. Well, yeah, I don't so, know. I almost lost my nerd card at that moment. <laughs> so what would you guys just quickly give the Suicide Squad review, review wise? 
I, I don't know. I, 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 if we do an episode, I probably will not be very participatory in it because yeah, I probably no. will not go see I mean, I think we should definitely do an episode where maybe you keep everybody in line and we have a couple more people, you know, where you just kind of ask questions that the general public would want to know. And we okay. can have a couple more people. But um, you guys know I don't I didn't like the original Suicide mm -hmm. Squad. Um, and I was going in with this really just happy to hang out with Tracy like that was and I had to go see it because I was on Good Things Utah and I had to talk about it. And you can't pretend your way through the Suicide Squad. Right. <laughs> so um, plus they sent me a whole bunch of swag. So I kind of felt like I needed to follow through with this. So I get in and we're having a good time and we're sitting there and then like I'm going to give away one spoiler just because this is how you're going to know how I was feeling about this movie right off. We're not even a minute into the movie and Michael Rooker is sitting in a cell outside and he's just bouncing a ball up against the wall, catching it, bouncing a ball up the wall, catching it. And here comes a pretty little yellow bird and sits on the ground in the corner. And I turn to Tracy and I say, if he kills this bird, I am leaving this movie right now. He killed the bird with the ball and I went to get up and Tracy's just laughing. The people behind me heard me. Um, so I give this movie a B minus because James Gunn, what is your deal with killing birds? That is not the only bird killing situation in the movie. It doesn't make sense. I don't understand. Are you trying to flip off like the Margot Robbie standalone movie of Harlequin, Birds of Prey, there's something connected there. If that's so, and then it makes sense. But right now, your disdain for birds does not make sense to me. It did not make sense to the movie. And because of that, you have a B minus. You have a minus on your ledger, sir. A if, minus. If, if those two scenes weren't in there, would you give it a B? I would have given it a solid B with a disclaimer oh. that it is really, really super, super gory for oh, yeah. my taste. Mm -hmm for a superhero movie. And yeah. I understand it's DC, it's Suicide Squad, that's what goes with it. But I did give James Gunn a ton of, of points in there, um, the, which would have brought it up to a B, those points for just having enough balls to take what they gave uh -huh. him. And he went, he went right yeah. over the cliff with it. Like he went just a little too far from <laughs> me. But there are fans that are just loving how far he went. Um, but for me, it was it was a little it was a little too far. But there was a ton of really um, fascinating and cool things about the movie, and yeah. some really stupid, cheesy nonsense. <laughs> I, 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 so Jake, you know, I grew up on the on the '80s wrestlers, right? Like mm -hmm. Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior. I wasn't really into wrestling during the the Rock, John Cena, Mankind era. So I don't really know John Cena. I've seen him in a couple of films. He's okay. Um, he was a surprise standout for me in this. He plays kind of a really um, awful Captain America type. Um, he wants to have peace and freedom at all costs, including killing everybody who gets in his way. Including um, <laughs> But I got to say, the, the two standouts to me are two characters I didn't expect, and that's Ratcatcher 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, She's a she's played by an, a, a heart of the movie. first film. She this was fantastic. Movie. Um, and then Polka Dot Man. Mm -hmm. And Polka Dot Man is probably the most obscure DC villain ever. He literally will pull polka dots off his suit and make things happen with them. Like he'll make it's like Wiley Coyote, he'll make portals that people right. fall into. And they switched it up on here and they gave him a backstory that's really interesting. 
and really tragic and and sad, but yet funny as all get out. Um, hmm. This is if you've only seen James Gunn through the Guardians of the Galaxy, you, you're going to be a little surprised by this movie because James Gunn early in his career he made some kind of B-list horror movies. He he started with the with the studio Trauma, who did the Toxic Avenger. Um, so he kind of grew up in, uh, in, in a filmmaking sense with kind of that B level horror edge. He made the movie Slither, which was about the, the slugs. Um, so he's got kind of that background that if you're not as aware of, you might be surprised by this movie. Cause it is, it is gory. Um, the, the deaths are creative though. There, there's some, there's some very creative ways to kill off some characters and wow. not everybody that I thought would make it made it. So it's uh, I, I I'm going to give it a B plus. I enjoyed it. It made me laugh out loud several times. Um, I did feel bad for the bird. I will say I read a reason why that is in the movie. Val is Michael Michael Rooker told James Gunn like years ago that he can basically like do anything hand eye coordination. If like he aims at it, he'll hit it. So he's mm-hmm. like I can pick up a BB gun and hit a hit a target i can take a rock he's he picked up a rock once while he's camping and like threw it at a rodent and hit it you know so he and so that's why they put it in there and they said that the bird was about the only thing that would be able to get into that cell but that's why they still yeah (laughs) i just want to picture how that conversation between michael rooker and james gunn like how that topic even came up hey I can hit anything with anything. I, I Just give me a target and something to shoot at it and I'll hit it. I've seen enough interviews with Rooker and I've seen him at a couple of uh, fan X conventions that I, That's I pretty much how it went. seems like it's just whatever's on the top of his head is what he's talking about. So it's in theaters. It's on HBO max. Um, if you're into superhero movies, if you're into um, comedy, um, if you don't mind things getting a little dark and, and weird and a little gory, then, uh, I'd say, check it out. I gave it a B plus, maybe an A minus. It's a little long, um, but I'm yeah. going B plus. It's one of the better DC movies. I'd put it up there with Shazam. Wonder woman is still my favorite. Yeah. And that's, that seems to be, I, there, there have been some mixed reviews out there. Some people saying the writing wasn't super strong. I don't know what they were exactly expecting or hoping. <laughs> it's a it's a war movie. It's if you if you've seen like the Dirty Dozen or you know those kind of films, it's that but updated in a superhero area. And I'll tell you, Jake, there was there was some context in there that I wasn't expecting. Like there was some criticisms of America going in and like trying to destabilize countries. And uh, some of the things that Americans are willing to do in order to keep secrets. And there, there was some surprise depth to the film, which I, which I appreciated light. Awesome. So if that's your thing, bloody gory, uh, adult content, then, then go for it. You know, it's vulgar, it's violent, but it's very good. But how was the soundtrack? Because that's really what we're talking about today is movies with great soundtracks. <laughs> See that segue? That was pretty good. Was I don't know well how the soundtrack done. is on this movie. Wow. I don't really well care. Done. But. Uh, I don't think it's as catchy as um, his Guardians soundtracks. Like, I don't think the Suicide Squad is going to top of the charts like Guardians were. Um, there, were some, there were some good cuts. Like, it starts off and they're in the prison at Belle Reve. And he starts off with... Um, Folsom County blues or Folsom prison blues, excuse me. 
uh, by Johnny Cash, and then um, Steely Dan's "I'm Not uh, I'm a Fool to Do Your Dirty Work." So, what do you think, Bell? Yeah, I mean, when he started off uh, with Johnny Cash, I was I was like, okay, like you know, I I'll sit and listen if you're gonna put some Johnny Cash on. Um, <laughs> and I thought, you know, I do think his his musical selections were good. And I do think it wasn't uh, a big point of this movie. I think if he would have right. come in strong, like he did with guardians, it would have been, you know, I, I think he would have gotten a lot of flack because guardians, the reason why they had that soundtrack was poignant to the story. Whereas right. here, I think he was trying to prove that you could make a decent, um, Suicide Squad movie with all these ridiculous characters that almost nobody knows about and still people will care. And I think he did a good job with that. I think the yeah. soundtrack, when we needed to understand the music to prove a point, it was there. And every time, every other time it was in the background because the characters, like they needed to be, mm -hmm. were in the foreground. Whereas in the first Suicide Squad, they were trying to be all kind of catchy with music and fast cuts and absolutely no character development. So I think you know, he, he knew yeah. what he was doing in that, that part. Well, we are talking soundtracks today. We each picked three movies with great soundtracks that we feel like the music really adds uh, to the movie that we remember the music from the movie. Um, and we're going to talk about those today. So let's start with Val today. Val, oh. what do you have? Um, all right. You want me to do all three or you want, do we want us to do one? What are we doing? Let's do all three. All right. I am going to start with my only score that I'm going to be talking about today. And that is the score from Up. Awesome. Oh, yeah. So awesome choice. Me, Pixar's Up 2009. Uh, the composer is Michael, and I'm totally going to ruin this. Um, Gia Chioni, is that how you say it? I never say his name correctly. Um, yeah, and I've heard him say it like a million times. He also has done The Incredibles and Ratatouille, um, which I also think are great soundtracks, but this one specifically up. Um, I mean, the fact that the, you know, the first, you know, however many minutes, 10 minutes of the movie is wow. all soundtrack um, and it brings you through this entire overwhelming amount of feelings and storytelling. Um, and then when you get into the fun, you know, whimsical parts, and then when you get into the big chase scenes, mm -hmm. um, it's just, I mean, you could turn off just all, I think all of the words all together and just watch the movie and listen to the score and you'd know exactly what was going on and you'd feel all the feelings. So I definitely think Up was a really, really good merriment of visual and score put together. Sometimes I think like you have animated movies or even live action movies where either the visual is what is over compelling or the mm -hmm. score, you know, takes over from the visuals. But mm -hmm. I do think with Up, it is such a good um, like meld of both. Um, and you don't see that very often. It's usually one or the other that really stands out, which and there's nothing wrong with that. But I mm -hmm. think Up is so magical in that way that the visuals and the the sound together just make for such a fantastic moment. Um, and if you haven't seen Up, what are you doing with your life? I don't, I don't care if you don't have kids or grandkids or nieces or nephews. You do not need a child in your life to watch this movie and enjoy it. Um, so it's streaming, like, go go watch Up. I don't know if you guys have anything to say about Up. but Yeah, I that music in up is just so distinctive 
Um, and mm-hmm. for me, the other thing that I always think of when I hear the score from up is uh, being at Disneyland, because when you're walking mm-hmm. through um, downtown Disney there or in the Esplanade between the, the two parks, they're playing up quite frequently. And it just makes me happy. Yeah. And any yeah. song that can just make me happy when I hear it is a great, great song. So, yeah, I, I love that soundtrack. That's a great choice. Yeah, I'm I'm with I'm with you, Jake. It it's the the opening ten minutes. There's more character development in those ten minutes than in most feature length films. Mm-hmm. It's so beautifully told, and not a word of dialogue. Um, I think he also did Wall-E, If I'm if I'm thinking correctly, maybe I'm wrong, but I thought he scored Wall-E too. But um, maybe not. Um, but just just beautiful music. I love how diverse that soundtrack is too. You've got the very kind of melancholy, sad. You've got the upbeat adventure stuff. You've got the high adventure uh, chase excitement. There's just so much in that in that soundtrack. Yeah. It's that's a great one. And we did I talk about. Oh, sorry, Val. I cut you I'm off. Ahead. Yeah, go I was going to say we talked about up in a previous episode, so we'll put a link to that episode uh, in our uh, description for the video here. So, yeah, up is a great great film. The next one I have is also an animated movie where I think um, usually when you think about animated movies, you think about the animation, not necessarily um, the editing and the cuts that go along with the soundtrack. You usually when you think about, oh, you know, that um, like recently um, I noticed uh, the the Green Knight in the Green Knight. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen that yet, um, especially at the beginning of the movie. Um, the soundtrack and what you're seeing on screen are very synced together in the beats mm-hmm. going on and, and moving through things. And, and I love um, that detail when a director and a composer work like that together or whoever puts the soundtrack together. And an animated film that follows that for me is a Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Um, oh, yeah. I, when the opening of that movie on the big screen um, with the visuals that came with it is just empowering. Um, and this is a soundtrack that I listen to anytime I'm feeling down. If I know I need to go to the gym and really like amp up what's going on, like it's an uplifting, like powerful, empowering soundtrack. And it's really a lot of fun when you see it with the movie as well. Um, you know, when he's just walking down the street doing his stuff and you've got the soundtrack when he's trying to figure out how to be Spider-Man, um, in those moments. And then when it's all crazy, um, in the Spider-Verse and I love the, the different music they have for each individual Spidey character, um, as they're going through it, um, is so much fun for me. Um, because it's all kind of similar, but because they're all from different universes and kind of mm-hmm. genres of the Spidey universe, they kind of, you know, mix it up a little. Um, it's just so much fun. I love it. And I utilize that soundtrack all the time. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, we used to back in the day in the nineties, um, there, there was, um, a a long period of time where, um, they would put together a soundtrack and they would want it to sell as well as the movie. So put Mm -hmm. the score aside, but they, they thought about the soundtrack. So when you had, you know, uh, movies that had these amazing soundtracks that they would sell albums. Um, mm-hmm. Like that was a thing for a while. And I feel like this um, is kind of that thing. I don't, yes, it's, it's a lot of hip hop. So if you're not into hip hop, 
you know, you're probably not going to listen to this on the side, but I think it works very well with the movie as well. Just the beats and the editing and the visuals. Yeah. I think it is a lot of hip hop. Um, I think that's true, but I also think that even if you're not super into hip hop, this is the kind that can kind of drag you in and realize, okay, there's more to this than what I thought there was. Cause I think a lot of people who don't like hip hop as a genre, just blanketly, it's because they think it's something that not all of it is. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. They think all of it is the super negative, bad, whatever. And this kind of introduces you to some different styles. Um, one of my favorite things about the soundtrack to this is uh, during the post Malone song, when he's singing it at the very beginning and he's singing all the words wrong. Yeah. We were watching that one time and my youngest leaned over to me and said, dad, him sings the wrong words, just like you all the time. <laughs> Thanks pal. <laughs> Appreciate that very relatable scene because I still think I've heard that song over and over and over again. And I still don't think I get all of the words right to that song, but it's okay because if miles doesn't get them right and he's a superhero, then we're all okay. Um, so yeah, I, to me, that soundtrack is, um, fantastic. So the next one I have is not too far from that. And this was hard because music is to me above movies. You guys know how much I love watching movies. Mm -hmm. Music is above that and um, movie soundtracks and scores. I have a lot of them that I listen to on a regular basis. Um, So I kind of went, um, I think in a Val kind of predictable way with my choices. So I had up Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. And instead of going to some big epic, you know, movie that you automatically think of scores and soundtracks, um, I went with one of my favorites and I've talked about it. Um, a million times, and that's Creed. Um, oh, I, like to me, all of the Rocky movies have r- memorable soundtracks and music that go with them. Um, and the fact that when they're re, they're introducing this new um, set of movies that's connected to Rocky that they didn't um, overlook. That they said, you know mm-hmm. what? We're going to introduce this character. It's going to be in the same vein as the Rocky movies, and we know what everybody loves. And that's that music that powers you through the movies. And so with Creed, um, yes, it's a different style of music, but it's still, you know, it still leads you into those sad moments, into those training moments, mm-hmm. into those moments where you have to feel like you are, you know, taking over the world, you're against the world, all of those things that and Creed and Creed 2, I was I was like, which one is better? <laughs> but I had to go with Creed One, the original Creed. Um just because there's that scene where he's running through the streets just like Rocky used to. Mm-hmm. And you've got, you know, in, in this version, you've got all of the motor vehicles, you know, that are following him as he's running. Um, and that music, that to me was so smart as a filmmaker because you not only have the nostalgia of when Rocky originally did it, but you're opening up to a new audience and talking to them in their language. So Mm -hmm. uh, to me, it was just, it was such a smart way to go both casting wise, story wise and the soundtrack um, made it even better. And this is a soundtrack that just like into the spider verse, I listened to a lot. I haven't listened to, to really either one of those by without the movie, so I'm I'm curious to go pull those up and just let them be on the in the in the background while I'm doing stuff. Uh, I want to check both those out because it, it is interesting watching a movie versus listening to a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those are good choices. 
Thank you. I love both those choices. And we've also talked about Creed on the show. So yes, we have also posted that episode <laughs> as well. And for whatever reason, we have not talked about in Spider-Verse as an episode. And that just made me sad in my heart. I thought we did. I thought we did. did. All right. I'll go back and look. Was it was it um, live action Spider Man that we did at Fan X with everybody? We did live yeah. action Spider Man. At Fan I, X. I think we talked about Into the Spider Verse. Maybe not. As part we, of that, I brought it up a lot, but we. Yeah, I guess well, we I know. About it, and that's why I wanted. And that's why I mean we haven't done like an episode specifically on that movie, but I know we've talked about it multiple times because it is such a fantastic movie. So. Well, we need to do an episode on it. So. Yeah, Captain Tom was Doc Ock was brilliant. Uh, yeah and i i and that is one thing that i love about creed uh like you mentioned val is it is really one of the best uh it is a reboot of the series like it's not a a reboot in the sense that they're starting it over but it's like a rejuvenation of the series and it's really the best one i think out there because it it does really translate really well while still holding true to the original um, but it makes it anyway, it, it is fantastic. And the music's a huge part of that. All right, Tracy, those are three solid picks. Those are good. Yeah, we're not competing. Got. We're not competing. No. no, we're not competing, but you've got to at least have something on the same quality level. Like, <laughs> I, I, oh, I, Tracy's I, gonna blow me out of the water, I'm sure. No, no, no. Whatever. Um, I I have a movie. This is I, I did the same thing as Val. I have one kind of more orchestral score, and then I've got two that are more kind of song individual songs as part of the soundtrack um my orchestral one is a movie we talked about briefly um when we did obscure directors or avant-garde directors but we haven't talked about in full and that is the fountain that soundtrack is just stunning there is a track on there called death is the road to awe that gives me goosebumps every time i hear it it is so good and surprisingly um, in the new Jungle Book mo- or Jungle Cruise movie, there are scenes that look like they're almost from the fountain. And I was like, wait a yeah, There's some beautiful on? scenes in that movie. <laughs> yeah. So there's some uh, there's some homages to the fountain in the Jungle Cruise movie, which which surprised me. Um, but that score is just um, it it's so perfect with the visuals, but even without, it is just something to listen to. Just it, especially death is the road to awe it's it's repetitive because the movie talks about things cycling and things repeating and things trying to break out and be different and then being pulled back in and the the that song in particular does that it plays kind of the same melody but then it builds and then it drops back down and then it kind of calms down and then it builds again and it's just it's just fantastic um as far as my um more fun soundtracks go. Um, this was my, I, I got this soundtrack on a cassette tape and I listened to it on my Walkman back in the day. And I actually wore it out. I went through three copies of this on cassette. That's how much I listened to this. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I also went with a Rocky movie. I went Rocky four. Nice. Uh, 1985. I was 10 years old. This was kind of my first movie soundtrack where I was like, okay, I like it, it just really got me the, and, and some of the training montages with the music are just speaking when Val was talking about the editing of the sound and the visual at the same time, you know, you have some of these instrumentals where it's a, it's very synth heavy. It's very eighties. It is such an Mm -hmm. 80s soundtrack. It's not a timeless soundtrack at all, 
but the just some of those hits and then you've got songs like there's no easy way out when rocky's like debating on whether or not he wants to go to uh, to russia to fight ivan and you know his yes. wife is telling him no he's gonna kill you and they're like there's no easy way out you know and it's just there's is some- that the one where he's driving the lambo yes is that what yes one of my uh-huh. favorite 80s movies seen ever like the music and the intensity and i thought every time i watch i'm like this was the 80s like in one mm-hmm. scene this was it this is this is very much embodied the 80s like like i said 85 straight dab in the middle um a lot of fun on that one um and then i went with um kind of a a little bit more obscure film it had kind of a cult following i went with a, a 2004 film garden state is I that and he took a lot of very kind of indie rock bands and kind of gave them a big stage to play on. Um, I'm not a huge Zach Braff fan. Uh, Scrubs was okay for me. It wasn't like my favorite, but it was, it was fun. Um, I haven't really liked a whole lot that he's done since, but I thought he was really good in this role. And I think it's astounding how good Natalie Portman is in that role. Mm-hmm. Like she is so, so talented and good. And I think sometimes we forget because she got saddled with such awful dialogue in the, in the star Wars prequels. Um, we forget how good of an actress she, she right. really, really is. So those are my three. Nice. Those are all solid picks as well. I think those are great, great selections as well. So I had a uh, similar to both of you, I had one score and then two soundtracks. We did so, not plan this. Look at no, us. This is no, great. We, we did not plan this. Um, but, and I went, so I set up some rules for myself before um, making my picks. And one of my rules was I couldn't do anything by John Williams because we can all right. agree that yeah. everything he does is yeah. incredibly iconic. Um, and, I almost didn't pick this one because I felt like it was going to be too easy, but the Lord of the Rings, and I'm sorry, I'm grouping them all together as one trilogy because that's one score. Um, But some of the music in that is just Mm -hmm. so phenomenal. And in particular, considering Hobbits, which is um, like whenever I hear it, I just am right in the Shire with Mm -hmm. the Hobbits and like I'm whisked away to Middle Earth and um the the violin music or the strings music that they do for Rohan is just amazing as well and there's just so much the marching that the marching kind of music that they do for Mordor and everything like it's just great I mean it's all of it from start to finish I I think that those movies are so well done by Peter Jackson but I think that the music's a big part of of that as well so that I almost picked that series yeah that, that's yeah, I, t- I told myself no star wars nor Lo- no lord of the rings no indiana jones just because we all know they're amazing but yeah. somebody <laughs> did it like because we all agree that they're amazing well yeah. and, I, and what's funny is i also one of the other rules i said is i'm not going to pick any of the rocky movies because i'm pretty sure val <laughs> <or Taylor. laughs> and so well i, I almost went lord of the rings and i thought no i bet jake will pick that <laughs> yeah so um but yeah i think that that those those movies are just great. And the music is fantastic as well. And and honestly, the Hobbit music is really good too. I I know that those movies don't get as much love as Lord of the Rings, but um, the scene where the dwarves are singing at the very beginning, like Mm -hmm. is so powerful. Anyway, music was great in those movies. So, um, and then for my fun kind of soundtrack movies, 
I went with Tom Hanks' directorial debut with That Thing You Do. I love uh, that movie. When I think of soundtracks that are just iconic, that movie definitely is one that comes to mind. I mean, obviously, you're following the exploits of this band. Yeah, the O'Neaters. Uh, <laughs> and that thing you do. Like, I just, to take it, I mean, it was made in the 90s, and they went and they got the the essence and the feeling of these bands from the 60s uh, and their, and the type of music that was really coming into prominence at that point. Um, and then some of the classic music as well. I mean, each one of those songs, if I remember we had the soundtrack and we listened to it as a family all the time. And each one of those songs just had a different flavor and a different feel from the different mm-hmm. musical acts that were in the movie. And it was just really well done. So was that really in the nineties? Yeah. Yeah, Jeez, it, it really was. Yeah. That would be like a, a filmmaker now making a movie about the music of the nineties. <laughs> I, oh. yeah, not just in the nineties, it was 96. So it was like in the right middle in of the nineties. Yeah. 20, 25 years ago, in fact, is when that one. Oh, I would have said like, my 25 year high school anniversary coming up. And I, oh I was, I graduated in 97. Holy cow. Like it just, when did the nineties become so far? Back? Right. Yeah. I, I, I graduated in 93. So yeah, it's. <laughs> but I would love to see somebody do an update of like that thing you do, but it's in the nineties and it's With like Hollywood a grunge run. band that's trying yes. to make it or something. It would be awesome. <laughs> I think it's just called TikTok. Oh yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> um, and then my my other pick um, is probably my favorite Adam Sandler movie, and it's uh, The Wedding Singer. Uh, <laughs> I love the 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 '80s feel to the soundtrack. I love all the songs they picked in it. Um, and obviously, I think both of these movies I picked are very music centric be- to the story. Right. But I just really. To me, it, it was what I pictured was really cool in the 80s. And I don't know because I was so young at the end of the 80s. <laughs> from what I understand, like the stuff was cool. And and there's just some great moments. But I also love some of the original stuff in it. I love the scene where he's up on the stage and he's singing um, somebody, uh, somebody shoot me or somebody kill me. Because <laughs> he's just so d- broken hearted. Um, and then the the song that he sings at the very end on the airplane is one of my favorites that I sing. I don't sing all the time to my wife. That's not true. But I think of her every time that <laughs> we always laugh about it when we're we're watching that movie because you get the words correct though. I do. Yeah, that's okay. one that I do try all to get the words correct. But just the idea of growing old with somebody and and uh, that means a lot. So anyway, I love those those movies and I love the soundtracks that go with them. So that's a solid list. Yeah. Well, I think. We all picked some great, great movies. I think yeah. that we've got some great ones for people to go check out if they haven't seen them for a while or uh, never seen them. Like if they've <laughs> never seen Up, like, please go watch Up. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen Up or The Lord of the Rings, you, you what are you doing? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are just some movies that I think when somebody says they haven't seen them, you're just like, wait, what? <laughs> okay. What do you mean, fun? Yeah, it just yeah. What have you been doing with your life? And I feel like <laughs> Up is one of those movies. And when somebody says I haven't seen it, I'm just like, really? I just don't watch movies. I don't have a TV in my house. Oh yes. Oh. <laughs> I'm so glad those... it 
rain today because we need the moisture. This is all the same person. Can I speak to your manager? <laughs> <laughs> That's fine if you don't have a TV in your house. I'm glad that you're getting a lot of crap done. But you know what I'm doing? I'm watching TV. So. Yeah, I, I'm very excited because next week the challenge on MTV is coming back, and I am a I'm I've seen every season. And I never would have pictured that for you. Yep, yep, that is a guilty guilty TV pleasure right there. Wow. Yep, MTV's the challenge. Formerly Road Rules, Real World yeah, Challenge. No, I would have never yeah. thought that Mr. Tracy, yep. that always picks like these obscure art <laughs> films to make us all, excuse me, let me show you how much I know about movies, um, <laughs> is watching MTV Road Rules, Real World Challenge. Yep. Um, I am going to get done here and go turn on my TV and watch the first three episodes of What If. Oh, man. Ooh, just rub it in. As, oh. I, as I do my laundry. <laughs> oh. oh. I am, you, know, you could do something better with your day. Sci-Fi <laughs> is running all the Sharknado movies in reverse. Oh, well, darn. I'm so, I'm so sad that I have to... <laughs> what if so that I can write reviews on it? But they're starting, they're Tracy, starting with Sharknado 5 and they're going all the way to Sharknado 1. Yeah. I, will not, I will not Why be spending my day doing that. I've got other things to do. But Why are they going? Why wouldn't they start with 1? I don't know. Because I don't think it matters what order you oh. <laughs> Actually, it kind of does. There's stuff that happens in some of the movies that carry over. No, Tracy, like, it doesn't. Like Finn and uh, Tara Reid and. Um, I can't think of the guy's name. Um, shoot, Ian Ziering—that's who it was. Yeah, like they—they they end up like they're just like friends in the first one, and then they end up getting married and they have kids, and their kids are named Finn and Gil. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, I just—I just can't. <laughs> they're just so stupid, but <laughs> wow. So I like the highbrow and I like the the lowbrow. I I kind of really go like you go way up here and then you go diving do. way, <laughs> way down. I, I go way to the extremes. Yes, uh huh. You're yeah. a very multifaceted man, Tracy. <laughs> it's a scary place up here. I'm this, still is trying. Not a, this is not a fun place to be. I'm still trying to process. Is it a really fun place to be? It sounds like it's super fun. I'm just trying to process this idea, or or if you wanted. Something better to do with your day than watching this you could watch Marvel series Marvel. that everybody's waiting, waiting for. So, okay. <laughs> I, I'm know, excited. I'm excited for what if. I think people are going to be really kind of um, surprised by it, or not really sure what to do with it because mm -hmm. it is going to be so different. Um, it doesn't fit within the canon. It's not going to be the main storyline. But I remember these comics from a kid, from mm -hmm. being a kid. We would, you know, the What If comics was a series that you could get for uh, in Marvel that did exactly like the TV series is going to do, where it's like, what if, you know, the Avengers fought Galactus instead of Fantastic Four? And how would that have changed the timeline and what would have happened? And so I, I'm excited to see what they do. I hope they are super creative and super amazing. I, I like the fact that on these Disney Plus shows, they're just, they're like swinging for the fences. Like they're, they're really pushing what they can do with it outside of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which was good, but I felt like it played it a little safe. I mean, WandaVision setting these in like sitcoms was a very bold choice. Loki, where you're introducing the multiverse, 
Now you've got What If, which is like this animated series that's taking it. And the the creators, the head of um, Marvel, is so happy with it. They've they've already greenlit a season two for What If, and yeah. they've actually talked about they're going to start their own animation wing of Marvel just for more Disney Plus animated Marvel projects. Because so you know, like the DC DC has a ton of animated uh, material. Yeah. Marvel's going to start doing the same. So that's cool. Yeah, and, and Marvel has done a few previous to this and none of them have been very good not like the dc animated movies and so mm -hmm. i'm excited uh, that they're going to do that as well so fun stuff i'm excited to hear what you think about what if val yeah me too yeah i don't really i don't know like i never read any of the comic books i don't really know about it i understand what it is right. um and it sounds like because if fan x happens here in salt lake city i will be doing a panel where we create our own multiverse and i will be coming up with things that I pull out that is, you know, something that happened that doesn't necessarily follow the canon. And then the uh, the panelists in the audience have to build a timeline off of that. Nice. So it's kind of like a what if, um, but cool. they, also, they also get to come up with how they wanted the multiverse um, to work. So um, I'm excited. That'll be fun. Um, we're all going to go to a movie together this week, which is yes, crazy. we are. Yes, yes. Um, and I'm so excited because I've seen the movie, and I I was a little terrified going into the movie, knowing that I have invited all these people that I'm going to be hosting this screening um, and getting everyone excited, giving away tickets. And if it would have sucked, um, I would have just felt so bad <laughs> as I exit out the back door and leave you all in to watch the piece of crap. But luckily, it doesn't suck. So, <laughs> she, and she saw this movie before she saw the Suicide Squad. So she was, she was, a day afraid. She was like, "I'm afraid," because she really, really, really liked this movie. Did. And she was afraid that it was going to kind of make the Suicide Squad grade lower because of how good the other one was. So, yeah, I people gave it a B. And you can't compare. The oh, movie. very different. Obviously, yeah. I try and go into movies as a film critic. And, um, you know, the first thing I do is I sit there before I go and tell the studio rep that's standing in the hallway what I thought of it is I just think to myself, was I entertained yeah. today? Like, that's the first thing I do. Was I entertained? And then I kind of go through my head, like, of all the things that could have been better and all the things that I really liked. Um, and in almost every movie I've ever seen, almost every movie I've ever seen, there's always something that I enjoyed. So mm -hmm. I try and, and talk about that because there are so many different kinds of people out there. And I'm so glad there's so many different kinds of movies. Like if you are to go and read the reviews for The Green Knight, you're going to see people that said, what the crap did I just watch? And then right. you're going to see people that said that was the most magnificent piece of art film I've ever seen in my life. Like that's a, a big parameter. Yeah. So, you know, going into Suicide Squad, I just really wanted DC to make something that didn't stink. Mm -hmm. That wasn't a big, just stinky piece of poo. I, and I like they it. managed to do it. It doesn't stink. It, it's not pretentious. <laughs> a lot of the DC stuff can be pretentious. Yeah. And, and and I love the fact, too, is we have, like, so many superheroes that are just so virtuous and so good. Yeah. And, and I love, like, I love Captain America. Do not get me wrong. I love Cap. But it was so kind of fun to see these these terrible people who are in prison, who have done terrible things. But yet, th there's a great there's a great line in the Suicide Squad um, where one of the characters says that 
they they're considered the lowest of the low and the most vile, but they still have good in them. There's still some 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 decency, and there's still a reason why they're there, and that was kind of fun to see. Yeah, I think uh, Idris Elba's character um, Bloodshot is uh, a total blood sport. Oh my gosh, I need to go. <laughs> Bloodshot are your eyes because of yeah. The right now, that sure is um, blood sport. Um, <laughs> I think his character uh, is the epitome of that. Yeah, um, You really want him to succeed. In the first Suicide Squad, you had Will Smith that was almost the same character. I mean, they have almost the same backstory. And it just didn't work. I didn't care. Like, I wanted, I love Will Smith, and I didn't, I wanted to like him in the movie, but then I didn't really care what happened to his character. But I think Idris Elba really um, epitomizes that. He is in jail. Um, he has an... A, you know, this relationship with his daughter that doesn't work out, but he doesn't want to play this game um, of being on the suicide squad. He wants mm -hmm. to do his time and he wants to get out and he wants to move on with his life. And then you realize he is a leader, even though he doesn't want to be a leader and he does have a heart. And so does Harla Quinn. Yeah. You well, know, like Harla Quinn has a big heart. Um, so does the freaking shark, like the shark wants to eat everyone. And then all of a sudden he just, you can figure out the shark just wants to have friends. Yeah. He's hungry. But he also just wants to have some friends. I, I love I love Sylvester Stallone's voice work in this movie. <laughs> I forgot it was him. Yeah, how good it was. Jake, he'll just pick up somebody and he goes nom nom, <laughs> and just like he eats them. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I, could, I could just watch um, a collaboration of scenes where he eats people, and I'd be fine. That's fine. I, I, I'm with that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love he's got like the dad bod too, you know. He's, yeah. he's, 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 got, a a, he's got a shark dad bod. He's wearing like swim trunks. <laughs> pants on. That's what I don't. He keeps pulling up his pants. Yeah, they're like. They're he's like, a shark. Why does he need shorts? Pants yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, you know who needed have... pants, Weasel needed pants. Weasel needed something. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the most vile creature. That makes Gollum look like Fabio, you know? Uh, Weasel is just, whoo! <laughs> uh, yeah. this, this is why either of you would be better to recast the Suicide Squad for Cast Off. Than... Oh, I don't want to. Thank you. Now, speaking of which, you're on Cast Off this week. I am. So it'll be the day after this episode drops, I will be on Cast Off going against Steph from Cutscenes and Cupcakes. Oh, and wow. we are recasting the Suicide Squad. Which Has neither seen? one of you, when you had to cast, neither one of you had seen. Okay. Correct. Theoretically. I yeah. have not seen it. I know Steph had plans Saturday yeah, but, to go see it, but she was... But she had to have her picks in before then. I, right? Theoretically, yes. Oh, because you have until Saturday night. That's right. Yeah, we have until Saturday night. Uh, and right. so, okay. All right. Uh, and that was... I think that was part of Craig's plan is that it, we were recasting a movie that we hadn't seen to make it more mm -hmm. difficult. I'm, so. I'm interested to see, uh, see who you picked for some of these, these picks. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Off the air. I'll give you a sneak peek if you'd like. Okay. I, won't right. on the air Craig I, Price, I feel like Craig price is like the puppet master to our yes. angst. Like yes. we yeah. love him so much, but he likes to really throw some stuff at us to make mm -hmm. our lives a little more anxious when it comes yeah. to movies. And we yep. keep going back. We do. <laughs> <laughs> could you please? 
Can I have some more, please? He's, yeah. he's the Amanda Waller. He's forming the Suicide Squad. And he's the puppet master pulling all the strings and making us do all the oh, He was awful. Oh, my gosh. Viola <laughs> Davis. Like, I wanted to punch her in the face by the end of James, the movie. I have never wanted to punch her in the face. James Gunn said she is the nicest, kindest, sweetest woman. And he's like, and then all of a sudden she'll go to Amanda Waller. And he's like, she scares the crap out of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just awful. <laughs> she might be the most awful person in that prison. Yeah, yeah. no, she is not. There's no might that's about true. it. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. So that's what we're we've got big plans this week. I'll be on cast off. We'll all be together watching a movie. We'll make sure to post some pics uh, on Instagram so you guys can see how much fun we're having and you know be a part of it. I guess. Do we bring back the mobile podcasting unit? <laughs> i just i just need a plug no, i actually got the small one i could bring the small one so we could bring back the mobile podcasting unit real quick you guys are gonna you. have people with you though that's gonna be weird yeah that's okay they're we used to it we should definitely review the movie but i don't know if this is the time to use the mobile we'll, unit we'll do our quick first reactions and yeah we can do that for sure yeah yeah we can pull something quick so cool Although right. nothing, nothing will be recording in the MPU in uh, West Valley. <laughs> that was an experience I'll never forget. <laughs> it wasn't just it, the whole experience was just finding batteries and a memory card. And, and... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you guys don't even want to know. It was it was an experience. But we got FanX coming up next month. We'll, um, we're, we're awesome. yeah, if everything goes well, um, Val is putting together, um, we're hosting a panel on Black Widow. Yes, we Val's are. Be a part of, which is going to be cool because it's not just going to be talking about the movie, it's going into a lot of the the social and, and, uh, we have some really good panelists on this excited. one. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are digging deep. So that'll be, that'll be fun to see. Yeah. Yeah, so some big things planned if everything goes to plan. We'll see what happens. But um, so mask please, up, get vaccinated. Let's do this. Yeah, get vaccinated, mask up. If for no other reason than we really want to go to FanX. So mm -hmm. I don't want to cancel my wedding. I'll be really. I, really yeah, that's probably a more important reason. <laughs> and also, like, I mean, I think it's, they're almost at the same level. <laughs> I. I Really? <laughs> anyway, Doing, to get the world back to where we can have a convention again is very important to my life. Yes. So, yes. But yes, my wedding is still above it. But I'm just saying, like it's that's a, that's a good my. I hadn't my, thought of it that my way. My new husband um, has a panel at FanX. Yes, his first FanX panel. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, they're going to be doing uh, nerdy tattoos, do's and don'ts. I think that's a great panel. I want to go to that one if I'm not doing something else. Like if I'm not on another panel, I yeah. am getting that one for sure. Yeah, it's fun. Will there be pictures of don'ts? Like, will yes. there be pictures of there will be pictures of good bad? and bad, what to look for? There will yeah, be a couple there if, you're, if you're into the tattoo world and you know um, some more famous tattoo artists, there will be some guests on that panel that are a little more famous in the world. And I am bringing in a uh, Lucas approved tattoo artist um, that Lucas films has basically said, yeah, he's really, really good at this. And we approve 
him uh, using our name and our imagery. So That's cool. um, yeah, coming in from Texas, he's a very talented artist. Um, and then we have on the panel also um, a ink master. Um, oh, wow. who, yeah, we'll be on the panel. So yeah. uh, cool. Jake will be able to get all the do's and don'ts for his first tattoo. So that's going to be <laughs> So, no, I mean, I probably won't get a tattoo, but um, I, I do find it. I do find it interesting. Like I feel bad sometimes because in different nerd groups I'm in on Facebook and whatever, people will be like, I finally got my first nerd tattoo. And then they show a picture and I'm like, Ugh. it looks nothing mm -hmm. like that's not Yoda. That's just a yeah. green blob with lines. Yeah. Like, it's awful. And that's what I want to help people. Mm -hmm. Now that I'm kind of in this world, I want to help people know what to look for and know what to ask yeah. for. There's a lot of things too, that people will come to get a tattoo and it's totally unrealistic. And then they get all angry and it's like, but that, that can't, there's only so much yeah. that can happen with your body and ink and, you know, and, and there are so many factors that go into it. So it's, it's understanding that you need to find the right artist. And then once you found the right artist that is good, you need to trust that they know how to tattoo better than you. Right. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. You need to trust that they know how to do their job and that they're going to lead you down a good path. But you, it's finding that artist and knowing what to look for um, before you get there. Yeah, because there are a lot of really, really bad tattoos out there. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. And uh, that's something you're going to carry with you unless you get it covered up. <laughs> yep. And it's just another tattoo. So you got to know how to find the person to do that. So. Yeah. yeah. And cover ups are even more difficult than regular tattoos. So if, if I were to get a tattoo, I would want to get something that I wouldn't want to cover up. That I would be proud to yeah. show everybody. Me too. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. I got uh, I, speaking of real quick, Val, um, when I went in to get my uh, consultation uh, right before the, I got the dopey tattoo, um, cause I did the dopey challenge and he's holding up the, the medals and the, the artist said, now the medals I saw like have characters on them. You don't, you don't want characters on there. Right. And I have seen ink master. That's another guilty pleasure. I like that yeah. show. Yeah. And so I said, no, it's going to be too much detail and too small of an area. And it's not going to, it's not going to, it's not going to age well. And he goes, Thank you, because I was about to tell you all that, but you already know. So we're yeah, it will right. just help. turn into blobs of nothing mm -hmm. over time. Good yep. job, good job. Tracy. Well, I was like, all Way right, to go, Tracy. Cool. Way to go. <laughs> well, but that's a panel I want to see. That would be fun. If you want more great tattoo tips, then make sure you subscribe to our channel. <laughs> <laughs> Tattoos that make us. Yeah. Uh, and. No, but if you like, if you enjoy, um, I will do. I will do a shameless uh, plug uh, that uh, seemingly seemingly inappropriate podcast, which is a podcast I do sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, we do have a really good um, episode on tattoos, um, so you can listen to that. Perfect. Nice. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and also follow us in all the places we are on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Facebook. You can find us there. Uh, we've gotten a lot of new followers over the last few weeks. We really appreciate that. Thank so uh, hopefully you are enjoying the content that we're producing. Um, if you're new, check out some of our past episodes. Yeah, for sure. They're Go back and, and download them or watch them on YouTube. Um, and yeah, I think you'll enjoy them. So, and in the meantime, we won't see you at the movies. There's no easy way out. <laughs> <laughs>
This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.